Welcome to Franchise Fan Guys. Today we're going to begin our discussion on the Toy Story franchise. I'm Tom Bryfogle, joined with Andy Schmidt and Skid Marr. How about you guys say hi? Uh, hey everybody, I'm Andy Schmidt, and you've got a friend in me. Hey everybody, I'm Skid Marr, and much like the toys in these movies, I too collapse motionless whenever anyone looks at me. Franchise Fan Guys. Well, there are four Toy Story movies and recently the Lightyear spinoff movie. We have Toy Story 1, came out in 1995. It's rated G, had a domestic gross of $223 million, international gross of $171 million, for a total gross of 394 Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 100 and an audience score of 92 Toy Story 2 came out in 99, had a budget of $90 million. Domestic gross of $246 million, international gross of $252 million, for a total gross of $497 million. Critic score, yet again, of 100. Audience score, 87. 2010, Toy Story 3 came out the budget of $200 million, domestic gross combined of $1.06 million. Rotten Tomatoes critic score dropped two, but it's still 98%. Boo! Quick, score. <laughs> quick Screw quick you, 2%. One point oh six billion, not million. It it, it did. Oh, I said million. million? Oh wow, <laughs> I meant billion. <laughs> wow, what a notable failure for Pixar. Yeah. Yeah. One point yeah. oh six million dollars. <laughs> oh, thank you for catching that. And then in 2019, Toy Story four made one point oh seven billion. So made a little bit more this one it, it dropped one percent rotten tomatoes critic score still amazingly high of 97 percent audience score of 94 percent and then this year 2022 light year came out the budget is unknown the domestic gross so far is 112 million the international gross is 92 million for a total of 204 it has a rotten tomatoes critic score of 75 and an audience score of 85 all right So Toy Story is arguably the most successful animated film franchise of all time. Give us your experiences with the franchise. Andy? Um, Yeah, okay. So I saw the original Toy Story when it came out in 95. Um, I was either a freshman in college or a senior in high school around that time. Um, And I remember going to see it. They were uh, like pretty close to opening, but I don't think on opening weekend because I'd heard such good things about it. And uh, I think I went with my parents, maybe, Um, you know, family fun movie, enjoyed it. I didn't I didn't love it. Like it didn't really click with me. Um, Then I didn't see Toy Story 2. I have seen because I have children now, I have definitely like I had definitely seen pretty much all of that movie, but never in sequence, like just bits here and there. Um, so I had an idea of what it was about, but again, like, because the first one didn't really click with me. And then, um, my wife and I saw Toy Story three in the theater, um, because we needed to get out of the house, which was very hot at the time. And she was, uh, quite pregnant, uh, with our second son. And, uh, I absolutely loved Toy Story three. Like mm. it's up there in like one of my favorite movies of all time. Also, hilariously, because she was pregnant and there were all kinds of weird hormones going all through her brain. <laughs> oh, um, she must have been just a mess. She in this movie. was dev- She doesn't usually cry in movies, but she was a blithering <laughs> idiot. <laughs> and that was probably my favorite part of the movie because I was laughing like a hyena 
<laughs> in the theater at her while everybody looked at me like I was a jerk, but they just didn't understand uh, how funny this was. <laughs> this is why your marriage um, has always worked, is that dynamic. Yeah. She uh, cries, you laugh Story, at her crying. No, but Toy Story 3, just like, it. I just thought that movie fired on all cylinders. Like, when I the first time I saw it, I thought it was one of the best movies I'd ever seen. Um, and then Toy Story 4, because Toy Story 3 was so good, I was like, this is a perfect conclusion to this thing. Um, I had no interest in seeing Toy Story 4. Um, and I only saw Lightyear uh, just recently because it's still out in theaters. So my experiences with Toy Story were like, I liked it, but I wasn't like in love with it and until Toy Story 3. Um, but even after seeing Toy Story 3, like I never went back to see Toy Story 2. So I only saw Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 4 and Lightyear. I saw all three of those essentially for the first time. Um. Uh, for this, for recording this podcast, I hadn't seen a, a, a lick of Toy Story four. Apparently, my kids had because when I put it on the other day, they were like, "Oh, is this the one with Forky?" And I was like, um, "Forky wasn't in one, two, or three, so I'm guessing <laughs> yes." <laughs> um, so you know, and my kids, my kids love these movies when they were when they were little, and like even now, like my older son's fifteen, and like he came in, and like he sat down and watched movies. He's like, "These are these are so good," um, but yeah. But they're they're also old enough now. I was joking before we started recording. They're old enough now that that they didn't want to go see Lightyear with me. So, as a grown adult uh, male trying not to be creepy, I went alone to see Lightyear at like a nine thirty in the morning <laughs> showing yesterday. It's great. And I um, went at a nine thirty at night showing alone. Yeah, yesterday. I was saying that this sort of behavior will usually put you on some kind of watch list. So, for sure, <laughs> you're very for sure. lucky. Anyway, that, I think that yeah. <laughs> that's my uh, that's my history with with Toy Story. Uh, Skitter Tom. So, I've probably talked about this time period in other podcasts, but I'll bring it up. So, Toy Story came out. So, when I was 11 years old, I loved video games. I loved cartoons. Loved all of this. And then, in the fall of 1995, I started playing drums, and I almost just completely erased video game cartoon liking Tom and was like, no, I play drums now. It's what I do. It's the only thing I like. And this movie came out three days after I went to my first concert. I went to what this was the movie concert? with my what was, mom. What was your concert? The first concert was Green Day and the Riverdales. Wow. In Cleveland, Ohio. Wow. It, it was great. Cool. We, and I started playing drums a month before that. Went to my first concert. This movie came out. I saw it with my mom. I loved it. But I definitely was already beginning to, like, I was 11, but I guess I was already mentally starting to become like a teenager and be like, it's not that cool. Like, <laughs> like pr pretty quickly. Like I, I did, I had, a, I have great memories of seeing this movie with my mom, the first one. But then from then on out, I just didn't pay attention to the franchise at all. And just, uh, I saw Toy Story 2, parts of it when I was a senior in high school, but I barely remembered it at all. So this week, in the last like forty-eight hours, was me learning about two, three, four, and Lightyear. So yeah, that's my experience with it. What about you, Skid? I have I I've always been fascinated with computer animation in particular. I've I've always really even just like brief snippets of it. I've just always thought, oh, that's computer animated. I get so excited. Stuff like Tron and Last Starfighter, I would just, I went crazy for. And I saw this, I, this was like my junior year of college. It was 
Thanksgiving weekend. I was with my college girlfriend down visiting my aunt, my aunt Bennett in uh, at the, you met Andy uh, yep. in Cape Cod at her at her place, and we saw it at the uh, the Mashpee Commons Theater, and it was it represented such a massive leap forward in computer animation for one thing. So that was really cool. And it was just such a wonderful movie as Pixar's first outing. It was just, it was just a lovely movie and very, very funny. I love, we both went crazy over the little Martians with the, the claw. Like we went crazy over that. Uh, yeah, I, I really loved it. And I I have I've loved all of them. I think actually my favorite, and partially because people don't generally tend to talk about it or really like it that much, was Bugs Life, which came out right after this. Um, but uh, but no, I like I'm, I'm a huge sucker for Pixar, and it started that that Thanksgiving weekend, and and yeah, and I love these movies. That's that really funny uh, Bugs Life joke. I think it's in the end credits of Toy Story Two, where oh yeah, the infinity the and beyond or something. The, yeah, the the two bugs are are there, and they're like, "Good news, green Pixar greenlit a sequel. Bad news, it's not for a bug's life. It's for Toy Story." <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, so, were you aware of how great this animation was when it was coming out, or the uh, turning point that we were having? Yeah, I think I was aware that it was a giant leap forward, three D animation wise. So, I mean, this came out was it ninety four or ninety five? Ninety five came out. Ninety five. Right. I th- this was the movie that that um, so Jurassic Park was ninety three, and that one that one I was absolutely stunned by the special effects. And I think we and we talked about this with like Terminator two uh, prior, just two years prior to that. I think that came out in ninety one, and like what a giant leap forward that was. And then Jurassic Park was an even bigger leap forward, special effects wise. And then this was the movie that came out where I was like. Oh, okay. It's, we're not that far off from like you may not need actors anymore. Like, n- not that I thought like acting would go away or anything, but like, like these characters, these things are they move in such a realistic way. Not that everything was flawless even then, but like it was like we're not far off from where we're not going to be able to tell the difference. Like, yeah, at you all. you could envision that future at this point. It was like this is right. this seems like which, something possible somewhere down the road. Which I felt like with Jurassic Park, which I think is why this one didn't seem like um, as big for me. It didn't hit me as big as the leap forward in Jurassic Park did, because this was like, oh, you did the thing that Jurassic Park promised, which was you made an entire world now out of three D animation but this also did the same really smart thing that the original tron had done which was the first movie with digital effects which was you created a movie and you placed it in a world where any of the flaws or defects are going to look normal because you put it in a digital world in the case of tron and in the case of toy story you put it in the in the make-believe world which is which is brilliant i mean it's an absolutely brilliant way to do it and but from there, like, like the promise was pretty much nearly fulfilled at that point. Um, so yeah, I was definitely aware of what a big deal it was, even though it didn't quite hit me the same way that some of those others did. Yeah, I immediately when I saw the trailer, was blown away and thought like, this is the future. This is crazy looking. And then yeah, everything changed. Obviously, Pixar started putting out movies regularly. Then. And yeah, this one, I think 
Mario 64, I thought the same thing, which was the next year, <laughs> the first time I saw Mario 64 on N64, I was like, oh, whoa, like, it, it made me realize video where video games were heading, and they completely got rid of the side-scrolling game unless it was like a callback at this point, unless it's like a, a tweaking the past sort of game. But yeah, I thought it looked incredible. So when watching them all together, is there a clear winner for you? Are there any movies you dislike? I I think, I agree with Andy. I think Toy Story 3 is the strongest I think it's, and it's my favorite of the three. I think it definitely has the most emotional impact. Like, I, again, watching it again last night, I was a mess. Like, I was pregnant in a movie theater with Andy. Just all I needed was him <laughs> laughing at me. Uh, but no, I, it, it was... Really, I, it really does make you feel better. It, it completes the, the experience, I feel. But no, I, I, was, I was a mess. Like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm crying. Like, I cry movies all the time. But, but yeah, no, I was, I was a, really just like almost sobbing like that the the, especially at the end um it's that that is the strongest for me and technically uh as one would expect i think toy story 4 takes it to a whole other level with the lighting especially like the way the advance oh my god it's just like with like i don't know ray tracing whatever it's just the you you all that's the thing is like for me at least watching like the, the the new whatever the new like technical thing is in the movie making i always feel like this is as good as it could get like I, I have a hard time imagining something better which makes you feel silly when i look back on some of these things but like you know toy story toy story one it was just like wow this is so much better than anything else i've seen i can't imagine anything better than this but they keep bettering themselves and just with the 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 the, the, the textures and the frame rates and the, the lighting especially it's uh yeah it's just incredible but um the one i keep forgetting about is two i i have this weird blind spot for two even though rewatching it's like yeah this is a really good movie but i i it always just kind of i always memory hole it for some reason uh i can never remember like what happens in it or anything but i I, it's really good like i like it i just i can never uh really recall it but but yeah i think three is definitely the best what about you tom you're 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 new pretty much all of them well all but the first one yeah 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 so i like all of them i find that it's for me at my age it it is not something bingeable i think for me if i watched one a month or one a year i would love them all probably equal but i felt a little burnt out uh by four (laughs) i think i think it's just because i watched four toy story movies immediately uh one, two, and three are very, very similar movies. And they reminded me, I love doing these old music analogies. They remind me of like ACDC, where it's like, you know exactly what you're getting, <laughs> but uh, you're satisfied. It's like, I wasn't surprised by one, two, or three, but they, like, they, they all have like a bad character, the bad guy, the, the character that they're confiding in who turns on them, and then everybody has to team up, and then it's a happy ending. That happens in all of them, but there's nothing wrong with that. You just, you know, it's going to happen, but they still deliver. So, I think two is my favorite just because I can't even imagine how to follow up one and they did it in a great way. And I, I, it felt just like a continuation of part one. It felt like almost they were made at the same time or something like the story for two worked really, really well. Hmm. What about you? Well, one of the, just to go off what you said, one of the things that I thought was interesting about two that I hadn't really realized was how much it has to do with Woody and like his backstory. Like the first 
movie, you get a lot about Buzz Lightyear, like about like his history as a toy and like, you know, what Star Command is like you get all that extra stuff about the fictional Buzz Lightyear uh, as opposed to the real Buzz Lightyear. Um, but I think, you know, like, like the, the toys backstory, right. The battle for Zerg and the star command and all that sort of stuff. And, 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 you know, space ranger and all that sort of stuff. And you get none of that for Woody. He's just a cowboy toy, like almost like on a generic level. And so in toy story two, you flip those around a bit and you get all this, all the backstory for Woody. And I think it's really fun in Woody's case where like in the first one Buzz like believes all of that like he believes that that's all real in the first one right and then he has to realize he's a toy whereas in the second one Woody 100% knows he's a toy he knows that Andy's his kid and then finds out that there was this whole backstory and not just a fictional backstory but that he was wildly popular and I thought that was really great. And I, I, because I'd only seen it in pieces, I'd seen pieces of that before, but like, I didn't realize like how interesting that was like reflecting the first one back in a different way. I thought that was really clever and, and fun. Yeah. That said, Toy Story 2 is probably my least favorite of them. Um, and probably that's the case because I feel like, that's the one where Buzz Lightyear starts to fade. Like, I feel like the first movie is a Woody and Buzz Lightyear, that they are pretty much equal characters and main characters. And from Toy Story 2 on, it's their Woody movies, and Buzz Lightyear is in them. Um, which, and, I, and I can understand why that happens or what have you, but, um, but I, I liked it better. I, I like Woody more the more contrast he has... I think to primarily to Buzz because they are very different toys and whatnot. But um, and so Buzz Lightyear's role like seems to get reduced as it goes along. And and like I, like I watched watching Toy Story four, which I liked. I was like pretty shocked at like how little of a role Buzz Lightyear has in that movie. Mm. Um, they always give him stuff to do, like he's around. But like in Toy Story four, like that movie is about Woody trying to trying to get Forky back to the girl and Woody trying to like quote unquote rescue Bo. Like what's Buzz doing? Buzz is hanging out with the rest of the toys, like as a cast off. Um so it's like that for me, like like I I feel the lack of Buzz as the franchise goes along. So that said, like each one of these movies like I went to see Toy Story three and I was like, I don't know. Like, do we need another one of these? Like, the first one was good, and then I was blown away because my expectations were low. And then going into Toy Story four, even though I love Toy Story three, I was like, I don't know. Toy Story three was such a great conclusion. I kind of don't want there to be a four. And then I was really surprised by Toy Story four. Also, like I love everything they did with Bo, and I probably wouldn't have realized that Bo wasn't in Toy Story three had I not yeah. just watched all three of them. Um, and she doesn't have a big role in one or two, and then she's not in three at all. And then four like comes up with this really like fun and interesting backstory that and her perspective on the world about being a lost toy and how great that is. Like I thought that was all like really awesome and like wonderful stuff. So um, and and then I know we're, we're going to have our whole episode on Lightyear, 
but uh you know because that's very different but i really liked lightyear i thought lightyear was was pretty great um but i think i think if i put my money down as good as toy story 4 is i think toy story 3 has the best execution of all of them um and then toy story 4 has some really great stuff but i this is a franchise that you know, maybe not quite on the Mission Impossible level where they like keep getting significantly better. It just they just keep doing things. That scene in Toy Story Four, like you were saying, Skid, with with like the, the technology aspect of it, the artistry of it. That scene in Toy Story Four where you see all the lights in the in the secondhand store, like oh, all the yeah. chandeliers and everything, it's yeah. freaking gorgeous. It is beautiful, and like I remember looking at that and being like, how long did it take pixar people (laughs) all of these different chandeliers then all the items that are in that secondhand store like that had to have taken months for that one location alone and the carnival is a massive thing too so the scope of toy story 4 like opens up to this whole other like opens up the world a lot i thought um but yeah and the and the other thing about these that we haven't talked about at all that i think is really important is uh, and we and we talked about this beforehand, I know, but we like specifically decided not to really talk about who directed and who wrote them because it's a lot of the same people. And also, directing an animated feature is is a different thing than directing a live action thing. But what Pixar developed story wise, like their approach to story, is a really fascinating one that I'm not going to get into, and I probably wouldn't quite get it right because um, I didn't like do a whole deep dive on it, but. Clearly, they have a team of people, and they do exactly everything that everything that I was talking about. What they should have done in our bonus part of of <laughs> Dominion, in our bonus question of Dominion, they do. They figure out exactly what their themes are. They figure out exactly who their characters are, and they are true to them. And um, they cross genre a lot when it works. Right? There are moments in these movies that are horror movies. There are moments mm-hmm. in these movies that are so There's something horrifying creepy. in every one of these movies. Yes. Terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. And I am more scared in any one Toy Story movie than I was at any point in Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but uh, just the execution level of these, and it starts, and, and the folks at Pixar will tell you, it starts early. It starts with the story. It starts with who are these four who are they about? What are our universal themes? And they work for months on those things until they get it right. And part of the gap, part of the reason why there was that 10-year gap or whatever it was between, I mean, it was longer than that, I think, between Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 was, you know, whether it was just John Lasseter or it was the whole team agreed or whatever, was we don't do a Toy Story 3 unless we think we can make it better than Toy Story 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And that sort of commitment shows and that's part of the reason why when toy story 4 came out um like the gap hadn't felt as long it was actually longer than i thought it was didn't feel that long to me and i was like ah, you know now they're just cat now they're just cashing in was kind of how i in the back of my head was thinking about it and that's why i didn't want to go see it i was wrong it's a great movie but yeah so my favorite is toy story 3 but uh, i'm gonna give an honorable mention to Lightyear because i really really enjoyed that I did too. Yeah. I, oh, good. I also did. Yeah. We'll get into that in our reaction episode. But yeah, I, yeah, I liked it a bit more than people seem otherwise to have. Uh, yeah. 
So that's it for this episode of Franchise Fan Guys. If you're a Patreon subscriber, stick around where we'll talk about Randy Newman and the music in Toy Story. This isn't flying. This is falling with style. Thanks for listening to Franchise Fan Guys. Toy Story, episode one of four. Please write a review and give a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Intro music by Tom Breifogel and John Harvey. To connect, visit FranchiseFanGuys.com, at FranchiseFanGuys on Instagram, and at GuysFranchise on Twitter. Franchise Fan Guys.